0: Welcome to LOA Today. I'm Walt Mason here with Patty Framo on this Monday, October the 29th, 2018. It is 4 p.m. New York time. That is, let's see, that's 9 p.m. London time and 1 p.m. Los Angeles time. So now we've covered all the major time zones that we're reaching. And uh, how are you doing, Patty? We haven't talked in a week, but uh, how's it going?
1: I'm doing great. I'm doing great. It's just, I am just so excited to have everybody's face here. Isn't that great? I know. This is new for
0: us. It is. It
1: is. I mean, there's something about because we've never actually met, you know. That's right, yeah. So to have the face involved with the voice and everything else together is really cool. It just adds a little extra dimension.
0: It really does, yeah. Well, plus, you get to see the body language. You get to see the smiles. You get to see the laughter. You get It's not just hearing it. You get to see it, which is fun. It's true.
1: I kind of like so. that. I kind of like yeah. that. So. Yeah, really you've good. got a great laugh whenever we're hearing it, so now I get to see what your laugh looks like. <laughs> well, good. I'm
0: glad you like my laugh. That's a good thing. <laughs> and we have a special guest with us today. Do um, you want to introduce our guest to the audience?
1: Yes, Linda is um, actually a uh, member of my meetup, my Law of Attraction meetup that I do, and um, we've talked a little bit about doing some Law of Attraction coaching, and I just thought this would be a really cool way to um, give her some coaching, allow us to do some coaching, and then also kind of show people what is involved in that, because I think coaching is one of those um, kind of nebulous things that people are like, what does that really mean? Are you just going to tell mm-hmm. me what to do? And how does that work? And, and, you know, I think everybody does it differently. And I find that, um, you know, because I've got, everybody has their own little way that they bring to the table. And, you know, given that I've got a background as a licensed clinical social worker, I've got kind of that counseling, um, approach as well as my coaching background, um, and as well as the Law of Attraction approach, it's sort of a three-pronged mm-hmm. thing. So it's very hard to put into words. And yeah, but you did a very nice job. To, <laughs> no, well, thanks. <laughs> but I love that we get to sort of demonstrate that.
0: Yeah, yeah. And in fact, uh, we're going to get to the point where we're going to be offering uh, people in the audience in the Law of Attraction Change My Life group where we are live streaming this at a future time to come in and get the same kind of help and we're going to give you advance notice and all that kind of good stuff so it's going to be fun Uh, but today today we're devoting uh, some time to Linda and Linda we want to bring you on how you doing thank you for joining us on the podcast today
2: thank you for having me yeah
0: we're we're glad to to have you here nice to meet you too and uh, we appreciate you taking your time to join us today and uh, we're we're going to see and if the fact uh, that we
1: were able to get all the technical stuff to mostly yeah. work for the most part. We had a little bit of glitches this morning, but yeah, yeah
0: that's all right. We'll, we'll deal with that. That's okay. It's that okay. that we just means I'm dancing. testing your software. Yeah, I know, I know. We missed the dance. <laughs> hey, you know, you turn on the music, the music doesn't play. You know, you just move on to the next part. That's all. <laughs>
1: exactly, exactly. So, so anyway, well, Linda, we had talked a little bit about um, you know coming into this with some ideas of some. Uh, issues or challenges that you wanted to talk about and maybe get some help on um, how to approach things using law of attraction to basically, you know, make yourself happier. I mean, that's kind of our goal for everybody, right? So, so can you tell me a little bit about what we were just starting to touch on that right before. Can you tell me about that again?
2: Um, I was talking about discouragement um, where you – and have a visualization. You can be in a really uh, place of faith and optimism and belief. And then when time goes by, there's times where you just dip into discouragement. And I have dipped into discouragement lately. And um, I know that uh, the Hicks work, they talk about then you're repelling attraction. But sometimes it's hard to get out of. It's hard to switch gears. Um, so that's I think I think not. you're
1: right because that that momentum once it kind of gets going down the rabbit hole, it just it sort of has a life force of its own, and it sometimes can be really tough when you're down in there to find your way right. out to sort of you know dig your way out of that hole. And we've all been there. So, so, um, can you tell me a little bit about, uh, what that discouragement looks like or what's that has been like for you recently?
2: Uh, well, I think the discouragement is, uh, more hopeful and, well, one romantic connection has been something. And then I really have to work on not looking back at a past relationship. And having a longing for that. And even though I didn't want to commit in that relationship and I felt like there was something missing, I think I'm missing my best friend. And, and then the men that I'm meeting, um, I just, I don't feel the connection, um, with anyone that I'm meeting. And I think when I first started dating again, I felt like, it was going to be uh, an easier way to make connections, and it just hasn't been. I just haven't felt that with anyone, and that gets discouraging for me.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: For anyone. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. I think it would be. Do you have an idea of um, how you would like things to be and feel?
2: Yes. I, I like to have somebody that really inspires me, that I really feel a lot of times in relationship, I felt like I'm the one that inspires or, um, helps the other up, person. Up and, and, and so I want to, someone that inspires me. I, I also like playfulness and I like humor and things like that. Somebody that's got their life together. Um, So I have a feeling and I just really like committed partnership. Um, and it seems to be, I've had a pattern going where it seems like get a really true connection for me, like somebody that I really adore. It's either they adore me and I don't feel the same way or, or vice versa. And, um, or at least I feel like potential and it's not, it's not mutual. So, I don't know. I feel like I'm just missing a mark on that area of my life.
1: What What was it that you felt was missing from that past relationship that you were just in? You were saying that there was a lot of things that were good about it. You kind of missed that, but
2: um, I were there wanted, things that
1: didn't work for you? Or
2: There were things that I questioned myself about, um, whether I was being too picky, but uh, he felt like, he felt needy at times he felt a little more serious we didn't have a playfulness that i really wanted a banter like having it just be fun to go to home depot or whatever i wanted that kind of playfulness and uh i i just wanted someone who felt more solid and like i was saying could inspire me also and I question that and that's probably where I keep going back to that because he was actually really sweet, loving, kind. You know, I mean, he treated me like a queen and, uh, I'm more mature in life. And so start questioning if everything that I want is available. um, And then I get discouraged.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. What, um, what were the things in that relationship? That were working for, what was working for you? What were the things that felt good for you? What were some of the feelings?
2: He was very supportive, extremely supportive, extremely generous, extremely. And so
1: how did that, how did that relate to, how did that translate into your feelings? What, what did that make you feel like?
2: It made me feel, uh, that I had someone that had my back protective, caring. It made me feel so you felt
1: secure. Yes. Mm-hmm.
2: I felt secure and um, that he could – he he did t- do a lot of things that were great. He could make plans, and it just felt – that felt good, I mean, whether it's a play or out to dinner, making reservations. Just, uh, he really was thoughtful about – and so it made me feel good. hmm
1: mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So that's more of what you would like moving forward.
2: Yeah, and I think the other thing missing, Patty, was uh, I had some attraction to him, but it wasn't. Uh, I was hoping for more, mm-hmm. and um, and all those things is where I questioned: uh, is when, when is it enough? Is yeah, it, is it enough? And so. I broke it off basically. I, he wanted to marry me, and the the hard thing is I go back to longing for him and um, as I'm going out and dating men and comparing with what I had to what I'm meeting and finding discouragement and disappointment. Mm-hmm. So,
1: mm-hmm. That's i totally I'm, I totally get that idea of is it enough? You know, I, one of the things that I also struggle with with the whole um, idea of relationships and law of attraction and how you make them work together is, um, you know, on one hand, you think, well, you know, I should just be in a high enough vibration that where I'm solid in my own thing, where it, I don't have to have these certain things in this other person. Okay. Uh, and then there's kind of the reality of dealing with that day to day. Uh, and then there's also the thought, well, you know, but if it's law of attraction and I'm putting that out there, I should be able to have everything that I want. Right. So it is kind of a dilemma in a way. Um, I know, Walt, you've talked a lot about um, or a little bit at least about in the past how that relationship with your wife came about and how it really did have all those aspects that you were looking
0: for. What was even more amazing to me is uh, after we met and after we kind of compared notes, Louise actually pulled out a piece of paper that she had written when she was pursuing her master's degree in uh, family therapy. And in that list, she had identified all the characteristics that she wanted in a mate, and I matched every one of them. That blew me away. (laughs) I mean, I literally everything on her list. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, and for me, it, my, my list was actually not written down. But for me, it was—it really came down to one thing. I just wanted to have a steady relationship that would actually hold its own and be fun, and with somebody that I would care about and who would be my best friend. That—that that was my list. That was my entire list. And she matched all of it.
1: Guys always have this little tiny list, you know. <laughs> it's like three things. Women, it's like twenty-five pages long. <laughs>
0: Well, that's all right, though. But actually, I think I willed it down over time um, because I I mentioned to you, Patty, once before, um, my biggest difficulty. Because, Linda, I actually, I I can barely call it dated. I I dated very inadequately for about 20 years. (laughs) And I say that because during that 20-year period, I think there was one relationship I had that lasted a month. That was the longest one. Everything else was just one disaster after another. So to actually get into a relationship that was working and that was going to go on and on and has now gone on for 20 years, that was beyond my belief. That was beyond anything I could imagine. I was just limiting it down to, well, none of the rest of it's work. Let's just get, get it down to this one little small subset. If I can do that much, I'm doing well. That's the way I felt about it because I had just gotten so badly beaten up. Now, what I didn't realize until much later is that for me, and I'm not saying this is you or anybody else, I'm just saying for me, this is what happened. I found that I was constantly shooting down every single person I met in my mind, and I didn't know I was doing it. Mm-hmm. But what I thought I was doing was saying, well, this could be a problem, and that could be a problem. But what I was actually doing was finding fault, finding reasons why it was not going to work, and that was my default way of thinking about it. So, mm-hmm. of course... By the law of attraction, the law of attraction says, okay, then you're not going to have a successful relationship. Delivered exactly what I asked for. <laughs> and when I figured that and out, I it was like, oh, God. <laughs> <I> do
1: that? <laughs> and it's funny, too, because you had mentioned that when you guys first met, you, like, couldn't stand each other that first date. You were like, oh, no.
0: It's not that we couldn't stand each other. It's just that we couldn't connect. Yeah. Uh, we'd had, Linda, we'd had uh, three straight weeks of two- to three-hour phone calls that had gone really, really well. And then we actually got together in a bad restaurant, and uh, I was—I I had not totally clued her in. I, Linda, I'm six foot eight inches tall, so I'm pretty darn tall. Wow. I told her I was tall. I had not told her how tall I was. <laughs> she had um, not asked real close, although she had tried to play up how tall she was if she stu- stood on her tiptoes. So she was expressing <laughs> some interest in reading. Um, but when we met, she came dressed, I don't remember exactly what she was dressed in, but she had this, this straw hat, a very beat-up, chewed-up straw hat that she thought of as fun and quirky and that I thought made her look like a hick. And it was it was like the worst possible way to start the meeting. And then for the rest of the date, literally, we sat down at a table. I looked at the top of her hat, and she looked at the table. That was the entire conversation. So wow. there was no connection going on at all. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was it was a disaster from that point of view. Now, so you know, and like it's like, how do you racing, know? Yeah, it was just, oof, it was not a good start. But fortunately, we both have good friends. Her good friend said. So what's the problem?" And she says, "He's so darn tall. How are we going to ever fit together?" And her friend said, "Well, if that's the only thing holding you back. don't let it hold you back."
1: Yeah, and okay. my
0: friend, who was the one who introduced the two of us, said, "So how did it go?" And I said, "It was terrible." And I just told her what I told you." And her reply was, "Well, you're going to use the three-date rule, right?" And I said, "The what?" And she said, "The three-date rule." I said, "What's the three-date rule?" And she said, "You give it three dates before you make a decision." And I said, "Oh God, do I have to?"."
2: <laughs> 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 what
0: But we did. I I met her again, and the next date went better, and the third date went better than that, and by the end of the month, we were together.
1: Very cool. Very cool. You know, what what that made me think of, too, is when you talked about how what you were looking for on your list, and your list was kind of, um, Walt, feeling oriented. It wasn't really like – this character, this tall, or has to be, you know, have this much money, well, no, or has to I, like... I mean, I, I
0: didn't want to date somebody who was five foot. That, I mean, I didn't specify that clearly, <laughs> but yeah. I, I was hoping somebody... I, I'd given up on somebody who was going to be anywhere near my height. That was just not in the realm of possibility. um Well, mostly not in the realm of possibility. I actually did meet one woman who was six three just in time for her to move to Florida. But other than that, <laughs> it just wasn't... <laughs> <laughs> she was very nice too, but yeah, well, she wanted to move forward. And
1: so, what, what what was it about that? I'm just curious if there was a feeling that the height thing made you feel uh, like if there was that big of a difference, what feeling did that evoke in you that wasn't comfortable for you?
0: Well, the, the height thing was what I usually associate with why it was I wasn't getting anywhere, because there were a lot of negative reactions to height. Interesting. I mean, w- women want tall men; they don't want super tall men because it's too tall. It's too tall. So
1: it's too funny. scary. I never, it, that would never have occurred to me. Mm. That's so funny. So, so somehow oh. you had Well, you're,
0: you're, a, you're, a little, you're taller than average, though, aren't you, Patty? I think you are.
1: I'm like 5'8". Mm-hmm. Oh,
0: okay. That's, that's still about average. A little bit higher than average, but, yeah. I, f- I find that taller women tend to be more open to
1: taller people. men. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's, that's what I was thinking about. Well, not so much that, but that they just don't have that kind of block that a shorter woman has. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: So I'm wondering, too, if when um, your wife put that that list together that Mm -hmm. she was looking for, if she was considering the fact that all of those things came true, if she Mm -hmm. was approaching that when she was in a particularly high vibration, when she wrote that out. just kind of makes me wonder because, you know, the idea behind uh, that Abraham talks a lot about is when – we are about to enter into something that we want if we're in coming from that um, centered or high vibration place. Like they say, you know, after meditation is when you should think about what are the impulses that come to you and things like that. Right. Um, yeah. So yeah. I'm wondering, given the fact that it was so successful, that she was in either high vibration or she was really lined up with those things because it can't be sure. to
0: be. I'm not sure what the answer is to that. She, it was quite a few years before. This was not, like, the you know, the same year that she'd written that list out. She'd written it, I'm going to say, 10 years before that. So it had been hanging around for quite some time. So if there was some resistance involved, that would explain, you know, the 10-year delay. Um, she wrote it for a class. I know that she liked most of her teachers when she was pursuing her master's degree. She's talked about them quite a bit. So she probably was in a pretty good space when she wrote it. mm mm-hmm. um, but I can't say what happened during the interim, other than the fact that um, it wasn't a terribly successful 10-year period from a relationship point of view. <laughs> mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Interesting.
0: And the impetus the impetus is also interesting because she'd had a, a black cat for uh, 16 years named Shadow, and Shadow had died the previous November. And that was a fairly traumatic event in her life, but it was also kind of a, a game-changing event because – um, when friends asked her if she was going to get another cat without skipping a beat, she would answer, "No, I'm going to get a husband." In other words, she had changed her mindset so so completely that it was it was a big deal for her. So yeah, there was certainly was that when was, that?
1: When was that shift? Well, that, uh, we
0: met in May 1998. That was in November 1997 that the cat died, and she asked that she was asked that question within the next couple of months after he died. Uh huh.
1: So she kind of made a shift at that point.
0: Yeah, and she started she asking that everybody, that she knew?" She literally asked every person that she knew whether or not they knew any emotionally healthy men. That's the way she rephrased it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. She just kept putting it so out she, there. So she became open
1: cool. to it. She suddenly was open, was to, was
0: it. open to it. She was very open to it. She was more than open. She was determined. Mm, interesting. And my wife can get very, very determined. Yeah. <laughs> she does. She does. And I think that's how she achieves her vibration. Mm-hmm. Just by, through her deter- She's just determined to get there you know, when, when she's ready to, when she wants to. If she's not ready to, forget it. It's not going to happen.
1: Right, but right.
0: When she's ready
1: to. Well, she and probably... and I've even heard sometimes where Aber, uh, you know Esther or Aber, whoever, has called the person up <laughs> and during those <laughs> during in those workshops, um, and some of the people didn't necessarily believe it, but they said even if but your if your desire is strong enough, it can overcome even the yes. belief. So
0: Absolutely. I wonder if
1: for her that's really effective. I so,
0: think that's what it was. Um,
1: Hmm, interesting. Yeah. So uh, I, I have a
0: question for Linda, actually, if you don't mind. Yeah. Um, you described Linda. One of the things that you were hoping for from a potential mate was playfulness, and so I'm just curious to you know how playful are you?
2: Um. Well, when I'm discouraged, I'm not playful. But um, <laughs> I I was the playful one in the last relationship. I was more the uh-huh. playful one. So uh-huh. in my element, I'm playful. Um. So. I think I I think I'm playful and um, but right now and in, in this place and time I'm in right now I go back to seriousness because um, discouragement and seriousness go together for me. <laughs> what, what do you like when
0: you're playful though? That's what I'm curious about. I mean, what what for you is playful? What is what kind of attitude? Mm-hmm. What kind of things to do? All that kind of stuff.
2: Um, like boogie boarding, socialization. Um, Doing some dance lessons together. Um, mm-hmm. just sort of like the little banter that you might have with a person in a fun way, not sarcastic, but just where you kind of can ping off each other. Um, yeah. And, um, obviously I could be more playful because I'm not attracting playful. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Well, that's
1: a really good point because I wonder, um, you know, obviously, whatever it is that you're feeling right now is what's going to be coming into your life. So, and you were saying, you know, that's where we came for that idea of the discouragement piece. Um, right. you know, when you are in a discouraged place, you're going to attract discouraged situations, discouraging situations. Right. Um, and it's, so then
2: it's, I was just going to say it's interesting. Mm-hmm. I just came back from Esalon and, uh, I felt this sadness coming on and, uh, the man that I met right before I left, he's handsome, he's successful, he is very dry. When we talked after our lunch date, we talked a couple of times, and then he told me last night. He said, "I'm, I'm just, I'm not a flake, but I'm taking some time out. I got overstressed, and I'm uh, not my, you know, highest self. I don't know how he worded it exactly, but I'd like to go out." next weekend but I'm working on eating better, meditating and doing the things that get me in a good place and so it's a complete match to me because I'm kind of working on shifting out of this and shifting back into my happy place mm-hmm. so
1: what what normally helps you um, or what has helped you in the past when you're wanting to shift into a better place have you found things that have worked for you uh
2: I sometimes I just start acting as if I am happier, uh, that things are going to work out OK, kind of starting to do positive affirmations um, and ha- like going to dance lessons or something like that, do something that I just might push myself, even though I don't feel like it. I just do it anyway.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: so sometimes that that can help me shift out.
1: Mm -hmm. Do you you find that you do better when you meditate or you do better when you're out of the house and around people or what tends to make you Um, into a lighter mood? When
2: I'm out of the house around people, it does help when I meditate because I do believe in the power of prayer. And I I like to do a meditation prayer time together. And um, I think that helps because I quiet my mind. I've got a real monkey mind. And then it really helps to have socialization. I do get, I do love to meet new people and, um, you know, ping off that. It's really fun for me because right now I'm not working. And I think that's actually helpful to, I, I get energized by socialization. If it's, so you're more of an it,
1: extrovert.
2: Yeah, if it feels like the right tribe. And if it doesn't feel like the right tribe, then sometimes it's not good. Like, I've got some girlfriends that I may be shifting out of because they're they're more pot smokers and like to get drink and go to concerts and dance and it's just not my scene. It's not. Mm-hmm. And I, I would say nature and talk, you know, talking, having talks that have some depth to them, um, mm-hmm. exercising, just things that are more conscious light me up.
1: So are you finding that when you're feeling kind of discouraged or down that it's tough for you to take the steps to do those things or to even remember what they are?
2: Yeah. Yeah, Because I get really discouraged, which I have lately. Um, and it's also, like I say, the piece of looking back at my last relationship. and And I know it's not helpful because I have this longing that's going on, and I'm trying to... Put that into perspective that you miss your best friend. I mean, it, that is what happens when you lose a relationship, whether it's the one that's meant to be or not. It's um. It's a I loss. Like you, yeah, you lose a lover and a best friend, and whether they were the one or not. Um, and yeah, so it's a huge loss, and yeah. I I feel that I'm still working through that.
1: Yeah, I get that. I mean, definitely, that is a big loss. Even if it's not the end-all, be-all. Even if right. you're making the conscious choice to not stay in that, it is. It's huge because it's, you know, someone to hang out with and someone to talk to at the end of the day about, you know, the minutiae of your day and just physical affection and all of those kind of things Right, is, is really right. tough. Especially yeah. if, you know, uh, I know, I mean, I mean I'm mean, i all a huge believer in girlfriends and having that group Um or for guys, I guess it's for guy friends, um, because that really, um, you know, that's, that's less likely to have that ebb and flow of a romantic relationship. It's more likely to right. kind of just be there for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a nice support to have. But it sounds like you're kind of wanting to make a shift even in that area as well.
2: Yeah. I was just talking to, um, um, I got a whiplash, and I have a massage therapist I love, and we're actually close to the same age and I, we were just talking about life transition how sometimes you just transition to a different tribe mm-hmm. um, and, yeah, I have some I do have some girlfriends that I'm more related to um, but I'd like to get some closer uh, girlfriends definitely because uh, one of my girlfriends that I'm really close to has lupus and she can't do a whole lot she's you know she's just sick a lot mm-hmm. so I need to build a new tribe, Yeah, so mm-hmm. it's a lot of planting new seeds.
1: So when you, um, have you made that shift before? Have you had it where you've got a certain group and then you shift to another group, or is this kind of a new thing?
0: Uh, I
2: think, uh, I, oh, it's probably happened before. I mean, the one girlfriend I've had for 10 years, um, and um, I I believe what happens is um, some, I haven't built as deep of friendships because I have been in the relationship. And, mm-hmm. um, and so I talk to women and um, I have different friends, but they're not as deep and solid as I would like.
0: Mm-hmm. Have you thought about doing the same kind of thing with uh, finding women friends as you might with a, um, a potential mate? Making a list, identifying what those characteristics are, making it really clear
2: uh, I haven't thought of that, but that's a really good idea yeah I would like I would like to have you know more solid, deep uh, connected like where you have the commonality um than I do right now. Um,
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I think also especially given the fact that you are so social and that is such a big part of what makes you happy is really connecting with other people. Um, so I think that's a great idea, Walt. And, you know, the other thing I was also just thinking of was, um, you know, sometimes uh, Walt and I have talked about this before. I don't know if it was on air or not, but when you're um, having a difficult time, with um you know just in a downtime it's really hard you're in this low vibration and so none of those high vibration thoughts are even connecting to you. They're just sort of over there and you can't even remember them sometimes. You can't do, it's like you know how Abraham says you can't get here from there from here. You can't get there from here. Yeah. Because it's over there and you're like, ah, how do I get to there? How do I get to there? But I find too, I get into that place where it's hard to remember those. So one thing Walt and I were talking about was Um, Just developing a list even of when you are in a good place or when you do identify those good feeling things that feel good to you is just having that list of those possible things you could go to to help raise your vibration. Because, you know, if we go back to the thoughts of the um, what's making you feel bad and the the past relationship, it, um, you know, you can go down and down and down that rabbit hole. And even just thinking about relationships at all, getting one can also make you feel go kind of down that rabbit hole. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I think those are the times when just pivoting away from that thought completely onto any other good feeling thought, even just ignoring that whole part of your life for a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And focusing on something that's more fun.
2: What I mean, what I'm grateful for is I was really sick this year with bronchitis. I'm for almost a whole almost a year um it was they couldn't figure it out i i they started i was asthmatic like almost admi- i mean i wasn't asthmatic but i was wheezing I, it was all things i'd never had before i've never had a lung issue and all this and wow. i had fevers for months and um no so i'm on the other side i just got on the other side a couple months ago um maybe 3 months ago i Joined a dating uh, coaching group, and that's all about having tenacity in your dating and getting out there and doing all that. And, um,
1: it's very action oriented.
2: Yeah, and I was on a excited thing in the beginning, um, but yeah, like you say, Patty, maybe um, I've thought about that same thing. Maybe it feels like if my most of, or a lot of my focus is on that now then if you don't i call it get the basket in the in the hoop you know if you don't find <laughs> what you're looking for then it just feels like failure and so it's better to have a well-rounded lots of pieces of the pie you know so that it feels like it's just one thing yeah i mean she does talk about making dating a spiritual practice and just showing up and being there with another person but um But if
1: you're if if right now, if you're trying, if you are, um, you know, aiming for that, but it's not working for you right now. Right. uh, Rather than sort of beating your head against the wall and trying to sort of push or effort in a direction that's not feeling good.
2: Right.
1: That's just going to get you more efforting and not feeling good. Right. Um, Right. Because it's you know, and it's not I mean that it might be a great approach, but when you're in a good place. Mm-hmm. Um, and yep. it sounds like in the beginning you were. Mm-hmm. So it was really kind of getting going and, yeah, this is really fun. But now you've, like, hit this wall where you're like, oh, my gosh, I'm forcing myself to do this stuff and it sucks. It mm-hmm. just doesn't feel good. Yes. And I feel like the more you push yourself in an, in a direction that doesn't feel good is the opposite of what would be helpful. Mm-hmm. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. I mean, I've had periods of time where I've gone through the whole dating, dating, dating thing, and it's a lot of fun, and then it starts feeling really yucky, and it's like, ugh, I just got to, you know, put that aside for right now and not even worry about it and focus on literally anything else that feels mm-hmm. better.
2: Mm-hmm. Right.
1: Whatever that next better feeling thought is. So, right. you know, I mean, and it sounds like for you, you know, I mean, I don't know if you might find it helpful to do that list of those things that do feel good to you you'd started mentioning i mean you're you even got lighter just talking about it getting to sort of hang out and hang out with other people and go out into nature and do those kinds of things i mean it seems like those are real boosters of your vibration
2: I, i did write when i went to esalon we had this writing practice and that's where i wrote about what to do in the meantime you know like go back to dance lessons go back to I mean, I always think about getting a dog, like it might be a cool thing, but um, I really want a human being, so I kind of go through, I don't know what I want to do in that area. Well,
1: but the thing is, you know, one doesn't mean you can't have the other. I mean, if you did decide you wanted to get a dog and it raised your vibration, that's going to bring in anything that's in your vortex. Right. Versus if you are sort of like, well, I'm just going to wait, 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 you're in this holding pattern of negativity, and it seems like it would be tough to kind of, if that's your focus and you're focusing on the stuff that's making you feel bad, it's just going to bring more bad feelings, thoughts. Right. Do you know what I mean? Does that make sense?
2: Yes, yes, yeah. Like I, I can't have the the good things in life until you know I meet the guy, but I'm not meeting the guy, and um, so it, it's a vicious catch twenty mm-hmm, two. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and you know. I
0: would say. I'm sorry.
1: That's okay. Go ahead,
0: I was just going to say, when um, when I met Louise, up until that point in time, I had been very active in, uh, you mentioned dancing. I was a swing dancer, and I did that for about 10, 11 years. And one of the things I learned pretty early on there, and you probably learned this too, is the importance of doing it just because I loved to do it, not to meet somebody. Right. And the interesting thing yeah. is that when I when I let go of that, when I let go of letting of meeting somebody through the dance community, I ended up meeting Louise not through the dance community because she wasn't in the dance community, but through somebody I knew in the dance community because the person True. that she asked was a coworker who was uh, one of my dance partners in the dance community. So right. it actually did end up connecting us, but just not the way I expected to. And it yeah. only happened when I let go of the idea of meeting somebody that way.
1: Right. So, and yeah. I think that's one of the coolest things ever when the universe. Works out the path of least resistance for you. It's like you were thinking, I want to just go meet someone through this dance community, and when you let go of it, the universe is like, okay, well now that you've let go of the oars, I can step in, or we can step in, whatever it is, and figure out what's going to be the path that works the best for you that gets you what you want. And I think I think a lot of times we do just try too hard. You know, it's like, no, I'm going to be determined, I'm going to make this happen, and and if it's not feeling good it means don't go that direction i mean that's mm-hmm. the universe giving us that you know um what's how do they describe it as the emotional guidance system so that's our emotional guidance system mm-hmm. the universe is right. saying if if i'm i'm giving you this guidance this feels bad this feels bad that means stop doing that and go in another direction and when you're doing something that does feel good and you just get those good feelings going and raise your vibration, it allows, here's here's all this stuff in your vortex, or I guess Esther does it down to the left, but <laughs> <laughs> let's say here's all your this stuff in your vortex that you've been putting in there for your whole life and lifetimes, and it's all there, already happened vibrationally. It's there. It's just we're not getting it into our experience until we've raised our vibration and we're lined up with it. We're not doubting it. We're not focusing. We're not pushing so hard.
2: You right. I mean? hmm I think, yeah, I'm a very tenacious type person. I, with my health, um, I'm very much into alternative health, and so I'm like research, research, research. I mean, it's worked out for me. And, um, but yeah, in the dating thing, it's just it can get exhausting, um, if, especially online dating. It's just, um, and and I know that principle that. If you feel like this isn't fun, it's my vibration isn't going to be high. If,
1: if it's work, it's going to be work. It's not going to be fun. Right,
2: right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was nice when I went to Esalon because I did meet a cute guy. And
1: <laughs>
2: we, we talked, and then um, we talked for a couple hours. He lives in Georgia, so, um, you know, he's probably not the guy um because I didn't know he was leaving the next day and, and I left and went to the hot tubs and, um, anyway, we disconnected, but we talked for hours and, um, but it was nice to just feel that, to feel, oh, that feels really good. And I haven't had one of those yet where.
1: So I'm, talk about that feeling. What was that? What would name all the feelings that you can that were, that felt like. Um, when you were attraction
2: connecting. and, um, <coughs> vulnerability, I mean, attraction for him, um, and then this just, he's very communicative and able to share, and, and then, yeah, just
1: um So it was it kind of exciting good. and kind of fun. Yeah,
2: so good, and he even said, I have a story to tell you, and part of it includes you, and it was because I was the first woman he's been vulnerable with since his marriage fell apart. And wanted to really talk to me. And so it just sort of felt good that he was like that. Um, And it was exciting. So somebody that
1: was expressing his connection with you and you felt the same.
2: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that felt good. And I was wondering with Walt, I just had a question. Um, Yeah. Just out of curiosity, Mm -hmm. your your, uh, wife's list, like how – did you, did you feel like it was um, a practical list or, like, uh, a more expansive and more amazing that she was able to fulfill the, all that with you?
0: I was just blown away that I matched any of it, to be perfectly honest. But when I <laughs> look at it from a more objective viewpoint, um, it was – boy, I'm not sure how, if I can answer it in the terms that you asked it. I'll, I'll, I'll just try it this way. It was a combination of characteristics – and things that she would feel strongly about that would give, that that she would have a a strong emotional reaction to. So it was a mixture of things. And the, the the biggest thing for me was just that I matched every single item. It was there were like I don't know fourteen fifteen items on the list. That's I matched right.
2: them all. I was kind of curious how many items did she have on her? It was day? yeah
0: what it was around 10? fourteen fifteen items yeah and. and she had not even remembered what was on the list. I mean, literally, she had to go dig it out of a file or something like that, and it took her a while to find it. In fact, I think it was a number of days, and a few days later, she says, guess what? Guess what? I found my list. And she pulls it out, and we're reading it over together, and she said, I don't even remember putting some of these things on there, and they were a match. That's wow. what was so amazing about it. She remembered some of it, obviously, but she didn't remember all right. of it, and you know, every single thing. Yeah.
2: Wow. Very cool.
0: That was before I even knew what the Law of Attraction was, so... I just, I didn't know what to make of it. Later on, when I learned what the law of attraction was and remembered back to that, well, of course it makes sense. But at the time, I was just like, no, this is, this is just spooky. (laughs) That's all that is. (laughs) That's
2: awesome. There was one other thing that one of you said, and I can't remember which one, but you were talking about when your belief, or maybe it was your belief overcomes your desire or your desire overcomes your belief. And
1: yeah, early on, in the beginning of the uh, call, Walt was talking about how determined his wife is and that I said, you know, there I've heard um, in some of the workshops where Abraham has said, you know, you can make things happen in more than one way. You can bring things into Mm. your experience the more than one way. And one of them that is really what they uh, maybe they consider to be the easiest, I don't know, is when you do get into a high vibration And you're lined up with stuff, and that brings it in. But they also talked about how even if you're doubting something, if your belief is super, super strong, it can still come in. Because that belief can override even your belief. I mean, that that desire can override your belief.
0: We see that a lot in life, too. I mean, Mm -hmm. everybody can think of people who are... Not necessarily happy people, but they're just emotionally driven and they attract all kinds of stuff into their lives. Not necessarily what anybody else might want, but nevertheless, they attract it because they're just, ah, I'm just going after it. I'm just so driven. I'm so passionate. Ah, you know, that kind of thing. You can, you can just see what happens. You know,
1: you know and, and it's funny because they talk about how, you know, you can't do that, but that's action oriented and it's a lot harder. It's a lot more work.
0: Yeah, so. of course, it's a lot more work. <laughs> well, you got to be doing the work if you're going to be that passionate. I mean, that there's nothing else to do with it. It's not like you're feeling great, so you got this kind of maybe anger-based or or frustration-based passion going on, and you, you're just driving through no matter what. That is going to mm-hmm. be exhausting. But if you got the passion, it'll just carry you until you just exactly. fall flat on your back because you're, you're, you're exhausted.
1: <laughs> so you know there have been times when, and I know we've all experienced it, as I have definitely, where. Um, you just uh, aren't where you kind of do get to that point where you let go and you just kind of either you're letting go and you're letting the universe take over or you really are believing it. You're really not doubting it. You're really lining up with it so that you can actually feel that feeling. And what that reminded me of is like with this guy, Linda, where you met him, um, what that did was it brought you into that higher vibration And it reminded you of what that feels like, and you actually experienced it. And if you can really milk those feelings and recall those feelings, it'll bring it into your present and bring you to that vibrational level where it may allow, you know, if that gains enough momentum, may allow somebody to come into your experience that matches that, or that more closely matches it, or that matches those feelings. Mm -hmm. So. I think the more that we can put ourselves emotionally in the place of the feelings that we want to feel, even if it's not about that topic, it Mm -hmm. brings in things that recreate those feelings. Right. And that was kind of why I was thinking of that list, is if you can come up with things like even when you're, sometimes when we're low vibration, I mean, one way to deal with that is you take a nap, another one is to uh <laughs> you know, just cut off from that momentum, mm-hmm. uh, either m- uh, meditating or switching the topic or whatever it is. But I think another um, helpful tool is when you're in that low place and you want to shift it, having that list of those things that you at the moment aren't really able to access because you're not there, having mm-hmm. that list of things that really make you feel good, and then just doing one of them, just picking one.
2: Right. Yeah. Can yeah. Can help so- increase that. In contrast to what this coach is saying, you know, I'm still in this coaching group, um, and it, she went on 97 dates before she met her husband 15 years ago. I mean, she. Went, so she's doing
1: the determined approach.
2: Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she Which says, "Can work." We don't have to. We don't have to do that many because uh, she. There's more knowledge and the internet's better and all that now, but still, it's kind of like.
1: Yeah, so I'm wondering definitely. if you can shift that approach. So still, you know, be able to use that approach, but shift uh-huh. your mindset in a way where you're approaching it not so much from I want to meet the guy and more from this is an experiment to see what the universe brings to me when I'm in a certain vibrational level.
2: Mm, that's a good one. Yeah. Thank you. So
1: that you can still take the action if you want Right. I mean, if you, if you really don't want to do it, I wouldn't do it. <laughs> <Yeah>. but, <laughs> but, you know, one idea would be to kind of maybe still take those steps if you want to continue on with the ac- action mode of things. But right. if there's a way you can shift your mindset about it where it's not this should, um, efforting, doubting approach, but if there's a way that you can shift your mindset about even what that exercise means for you. Right. So that it could be like, gee, I'm just going to, you know, try and get myself. I'm going to do one of these things on my happy list and I'm going to get myself into a good vibration before I take any any action, which is key. Mm -hmm. Really, really key. And then taking some action when you're in that good place and sort of making it like, gee, I'm going to just have an experiment for this next these next 10 dates or whatever it is or action steps you're going to take. Uh, where I'm going to really get myself into a high vibration before I do that and then see if it has any kind of different result, where you're where you're taking the angst and effort out of it and making it more like an observation. That sounds good. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah.
0: In fact, the other thing you can also tie in is instead of planning out what you're going to do uh, as your action steps, make it a mo- little more spontaneous. You, know, you, you get an inspiration, go with the inspiration rather than, Figuring out well is this really what I want to do and all that kind of stuff. It feels good just just go do it. Don't don't allow yourself to just you know stay on it for a while. Go get right.
1: <laughs> get
0: out there. Go do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. That takes a lot of strain off.
1: Yeah, just go with whatever feels good at the moment. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I think that it is really easy once you get into that. Um, you know, I'm going to do this. I'm going to be. I'm going to effort. I'm going to make this happen. I'm going to take these steps, whether I want to or not, isn't. Always that helpful. Yeah, and that's if not good. Really are, yeah. yeah you're, if, if you're not wanting to really not wanting to do it, just don't do it. Right,
2: right. Yeah. And then, Walt, you were saying you've been at this for, you were, before you met your wife, you were dating for 20 years. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And From college that, until we met. Yeah.
2: How, how were you? Were you able to stay positive through all that? Did you feel pretty absolutely positive
1: not,
0: about it? <laughs> not even <laughs> close. If I had, if I had been able to stay positive, it wouldn't have taken 20 years. No.
1: Okay.
0: So, I was very definitely getting more and more negative every year, and okay. and really the only reason I believe that Louise and I ended up meeting and connecting is that at the end of that roughly 20 year period, I had just been through one of the most miserable non relationships you can actually be in, and and yet not call it a relationship. And I was just so sick of what had been going on for years and years and years. I threw in the towel. I quit. "I said, it was I, the letting I go. I, I, just, I just let, and it was my, exactly, it was my way of letting go. I gave up on trying so hard to find a relationship. And then my friend called me and says, hey, I got a friend of mine, a coworker who's interested in meeting you. And I said, no way, I just quit. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. I mean, literally, I just threw in the towel. I was done. But she, she gently talked me into it, and, you know, one thing led to another. But it was me letting go of mm-hmm. the struggle, of the, the chase, of trying to find and so forth. That it, right. if, if it hadn't been for that, I probably would still be stuck in it, because I was really in a very bad negative spiral, really bad. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. And I didn't know
0: about law of attraction. Yeah. Oh,
2: that's what I was going to ask you. Did you know about the law of attraction? Yeah. So then no. – did you find out about that after you met your wife?
0: Long after, yeah. yeah. Um, my yeah. wife and I married in 99, and I found about Law of Attraction when I saw The Secret in November
2: 2007.
0: So, yeah, oh, quite, like, okay.
1: quite a while later. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Awesome. Yeah. But, so it's
0: just funny. It's funny how. It's <laughs> funny La,
1: So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just love how it's such a great demonstration of the letting go piece. You know? Absolutely. It's like that that whole analogy of of having your boat, like they, she was talking about when or, uh, Esther was talking, or Abraham, whoever was talking, about when she and, and uh, Jerry were on this um, whitewater rafting trip. And she said, you know, nobody got in there and tried to row upstream. Like, why would you do that? You know that there's this momentum, this force of the water that, you know, you can try and try and try. You might be able to stand still maybe, but, like, why? Why not just turn around and let it take where it take you where it's going to take you? And it's that same idea of what you did, Walt, was to let go of the oars. It's like here you're, you're like, trying to go upstream and trying to go upstream and trying to go upstream and, and realizing, like, this is getting me nowhere. And I am just done with this. I'm, I'm too tired. I mean, it's like it, it takes getting beaten into exhaustion before we finally a lot of times are willing, or, or where we get so depressed, where we just have to let go. We're like, something's got to give, and I just give up. And it's at that moment that so many times things like that fall into our existence. Because, Linda, you, you've already, I'm sure, put every possible detail already in your vortex of what you want. I mean, it's all there. And that guy's in there spinning around. Or more than one guy. Who knows? Maybe it's not one guy. Maybe it's a bunch of guys. And they all get really
0: day. dizzy. <laughs> <laughs> They're
1: like, what? <laughs> Help let me out. Help me. <laughs> and I think that it's a matter of not, I, I really don't think it's getting more specific about you want. You know, I mean, that's one of the things Abraham talks a lot about when you're in a low vibration. Don't get specific. That's when you want to get general. So getting more specific and more detailed about what you want in this guy or how you want this relationship to be or what you want his characteristics to be is just going to add to that resistance because it's already there. It's already all there. That's all the step one stuff. And it's really the, the step three stuff. And then step two is the universe, you know, made it happen. It's already hanging out there. The step three is that piece of allowing. And so how do we allow? We allow by raising our vibration in whatever way that works. It doesn't even mm. matter how it works. Mm. Well, in fact, what you, you were pointing
0: out that? a moment ago, you were pointing out how, how you want to try to get into the higher vibration before you take any kind of action. That is generally the best way to do things. But Joel, Joel Elston, who does the Thursday morning podcast with me, likes to point out you don't necessarily have to do it in that order. You just have to do them relatively close to each other. So you can start yeah. taking action, and then while you're taking the action, use that to get yourself into a high vibration. That mm-hmm. works just as well.
2: hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes.
0: Kind of I- like even just
1: hanging out with this guy that weekend. That raised your vibration right there.
0: It did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was yeah. a good thing.
1: So,
0: yeah. In fact, if I were you, I would milk that in your mind, that that great meeting you had. Don't think about the fact that it didn't work the way you wanted it to. Think about all the ways that it did work. And, and really dwell on that one a lot because that was great.
1: Yeah, replay it in your mind. Pull up the things that made made you feel good about that, and really get into those feelings of how that made you feel. Because the more you just have the feelings, whether it's in your present or not, it's going to bring that into your present, and that's what's going to let all that stuff come in. So I just yeah. let your mind go wild on that one. I well, think it's a great idea to really milk it
2: organic. Because my daughter looked at him when he walked by. We were in the hot tubs naked okay and he walked by and <laughs> there's said, a moment
0: <laughs> She said,
2: now there's an attractive man for you mom and i and then anyway later on we were in the same pool and we started talking and then we talked by the bonfire and i thought what a way to meet somebody you know both naked and uh it, and some talk about was,
1: vulnerable <laughs> yeah
2: it's a sexual vibe because it just is kind of, there's an honoring at the hot tubs there. Yeah. It feels very, very good. But I still think it's a very funny way to meet somebody for the first time. It's,
1: uh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's Look at so the you little idea that you're talking about. I know. See, it's true. No, you really, you're whole, you're like, oh, you get all excited just even
0: talking. Your about face it. got all warm and
1: well, it's
2: fun to meet somebody organically like that. I mean, it's much yeah. more. It's, it is fun where it's not orchestrated through online dating. Not that I I poo online dating. I know many people have met through that, but uh, it's nice when it's just like serendipity.
0: Another thing to milk, another feeling, a really right. good feeling you're having there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. That's it's really so the trick. I, 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 I've learned that finding all this. So Patty was helping me with, with a couple of things like this, how important it is to have certain things to go to when you, you, you need to have that go-to thing. Stuff like that that you can milk whenever you want to because it's it's fresh in your mind, that's great. Just keep going back there. It really does work.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you.
0: Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah,
2: hey, nice we got uh,
0: just a couple settings. minutes left, and I want to make sure I get – I want to get the promos in, and I want to give you your chance to do your promo, too, Patty, because we did skip that last week. We can't skip that this week. So first th- first things first, for people who are not yet subscribers to the podcast, please do take a moment to become a subscriber. The instructions are on the home page of our website at LOAToday.net, in case you don't know how to do it. Um, also, for both new subscribers and existing subscribers, people who have been listening for a long time, please keep posting out there on social media. It is working. We are finding more and more people who are finding us. We're helping more and more people get their daily dose of happy and you are playing a major role in it. So thank you for all that you're doing, and keep doing it. Keep putting that word out. The law of attraction works. Help, help, help. Keep doing it. (laughs) And then, Patty, here's your moment. How does somebody reach out to you? I mean, now two weeks in a row we have been able to see just how good of a coach you are. So this is, like, the best promo we could possibly do for you. Now, how do they reach out?
1: Well, it's been really, really fun, and I'm still working on that damn website, so I can't give my (laughs) – I can't give that. (laughs) But I can give you my email address, which is patty at pattyframocoaching.com. So that's a, pl- a way there that people can get in touch with me. And what I'm actually going to be doing is moving forward is offering some people to be able to do this uh, coaching on um, during our podcast, uh, which is yeah. really a lot of fun. I really appreciate you um, being here, Linda, and opening up with us. That was really cool. Oh,
2: thank you. Thanks. Uh, it was great to be here.
0: Before you go, is there anything that you found to be your best takeaway for the, for the, the session so far? Well,
2: it's interesting. Um, it, I was kind of in line with what you guys, what uh, Patty and you uh, both talked about. were taking a, a step back, finding other pieces that bring me joy, and letting this be a lighter piece instead of having this be so like, um, like like my health mission. Okay, now it's my relationship mission, and um,
1: it's so it's not felt, so heavy.
2: Yeah, so it's not so heavy. So to to go light and and find other things to focus on and in the meantime.
0: Absolutely. So By the way, I'll, I'll tell you something that I often tell to anybody, particularly to women, but I'll tell it to anybody who's struggling, particularly if they're struggling where relationships are concerned. You showed us your smile a few times. You have a gorgeous smile. Smile <laughs> a lot. Yeah. It's not only good for you. It's also going to help you attract people. You have a great smile, so right. just keep doing it.
1: Thank you. you know, I agree with that.
0: Yeah, smiling is smiling. In my opinion, is the best way to see who a person is.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, yeah, people say yeah. that, that eyes are windows to the soul, and I'm sure that's that's actually true. But smiles tell you everything about a person. Mm. You just you can just tell who they are if they're not smiling, if they're just stone faced, you don't know who they are. But the moment that they're smiling, you can just see who they are. The personality just comes through. Yeah.
1: Mhm.
0: So that's why you become your own beacon to the world.
1: <laughs> exactly. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Very cool. So, so this has been great. Thank you for joining us, Linda. We appreciate your time and your willingness to kind of put yourself out there because it's a little bit uh, a little bit nerve-wracking to put it out before the world. So thank you for doing that.
1: Oh, you're
2: welcome. Thank you.
0: And, Patty, thank you for doing what you're doing. And I look forward to continue to do it with you week after week because you're so darn good at it.
1: Ah, you're so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. That was really fun today.
0: All right, great. And we'll also enjoy having our listeners and and, uh, friends on Facebook tuning in again, too. So be sure to check us out next time. And uh, regular podcast listeners, we'll see you all next time as well here on LOA Today. Goodbye, everybody.